0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Crypto with Coop. I'm Coop, and this is the spot for fun, informative conversations with influential people in the crypto space. And today I've got a great one for you. I'm talking to Mr. Anthony Scaramucci. He is the co-founder of Skybridge Capital, the former White House Communications Director, and overall a Bitcoin Algorand bull. We talk about it all, folks. We talk about the bear market, mass adoption for Bitcoin and Algorand, his relationship with FTX, and much, much more this is a conversation you definitely don't want to miss but before we dive in let's get a quick word from our sponsor headline inc headline is building essential algorand ecosystem tools their decks just went live on testnet hdx it's a flat fee trading platform it's actually free if you hold the platinum astro nft but yeah they're building some incredible things they have a thriving community in the algorand ecosystem building dow tools NFTs with utility, and much, much more. Basically, if Algorand needs it, Headline is building it. All right? All right, everybody. So without further ado, my
1: conversation with Anthony Scaramucci. The Mooch. When you mentioned Algorand, I, uh, I actually talked to Silvio this morning. Uh, we're working on a number of different projects up there. You know about FIFA. You mm-hmm. know about Napster. Mm-hmm. There's a few more things about to be announced. Unfortunately, we're in a bear market. so yeah uh, the, if these things were announced in a bull market, I think you'd see a lot more price activity. But here's the good news. Um, by November, when the World Cup is in full bloom, and remember, there's 5.7 million people that are mm-hmm. somehow attached to FIFA. I want you to imagine, because you and I are Americans, I want you to imagine combining the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, and the NFL, mm-hmm. all four of those American sports teams slash franchise organizations, it dwarfs in comparison to FIFA. And so 5.7 million people, Algorand will be all over the place. Uh, it'll, it'll ultimately become a household name. And as people recognize the extraordinary technology that's tied to Algorand, Mm-hmm. um we you know that that's going to be a big leg up for us and i think we have a a community that we need to develop uh, which we're also in the process of doing
0: yeah yeah i was in a relationship with a woman from rome for like 7 years so i'm definitely aware of how big the world cup is and no, you know,
1: it sounds like it w- was the heart broken or you're okay
0: um i'm okay i recovered I, okay. I i found somebody new and then had a bunch of babies with her so oh, we're okay. good i all moved all on right, yeah. all right. so then
1: you fully recover i mean sometimes <laughs> when you when you're in Italy, you know hey. the combination of the food and the atmosphere, oh. Oh, you can man. fall pretty hard, Coop.
0: That's true. And and then her father was uh, was a hell of a guy. Anyways, so moving on. Um, so yeah, and then also just real quick about FIFA. FIFA is not just a sponsorship. That's you know they're they're teaming up on all of the different oh, things, yeah. right? The, and the digital, digital assets.
1: Ticketing, NFTs, players, jerseys. This is a this is a remember. What makes a layer one technology, a protocol, do well? Mm -hmm. It's the TVL. Mm -hmm. It's the on chain, uh, you know, commerciality of it. It's Mm the uh, user interface. It's the ability to do transactions quickly, no downtime, Mm -hmm. all of these things. You know, uh, if I'm being totally candid and objective, Algorand has terrific technology, but for whatever reason, we haven't developed the community to match the technology. Moreover, right. we, we, it seems like there's been some loose holders of Algorand that have decided to sell. Anytime yeah. time it picks its head up, you know, if it hits dollar, boom, it gets a massive wave of selling. So there's a combination of different things we can do to help Algorand. I believe that will all come yeah. well, in the next six to 12 months. I'm a long-term bull. Um, mm-hmm. I used to have 250 million dollars worth of value in Algorand. I haven't sold a share. Uh-huh. Right now, I have about 130 million dollars worth of value. <laughs> so you're you're in pain, just like a
0: lot of us. So uh, look, I want to. I want to. We're going to dive into Algorand and cryptocurrency, um, hopefully completely. But before we kind of move on, I just in case, you know, I know everybody basically knows who you are. I mean, that's on some level. Most people know who you are and they either. I think most people either know you from your your stint as the White House communications I mean, director.
1: And, and, and you're being so generous today. But let's face it. They know who I am and they have a goddamn opinion of me one way or the other. Some people really like me. Yeah. Some people hate my ass. I, I have people come up to me. They hate me. I'm like, oh, do they really hate you. Oh my God, they light me up. They say mean things to me. I'm like, okay, but you don't even know who I am, you know? Well, you know, this you, is- You know, you, here. let me give you, let me give your listeners and viewers some advice, okay? Okay. Don't go into politics until you've joined every single country club that you want to get into. Because mm-hmm. the minute you go into politics, forget it. Because you're, half, a lot of, you're not allowed half, anymore. Yeah, half the club members are like, fuck that. Are you allowed to curse on this podcast? But no. Of course you are. Of yeah, course okay, you fuck are. Fuck that guy. Okay, I'm going letting let <laughs> that guy in. You know what I mean? My oldest son says you pissed everybody off because you left you left Trump, so you pissed all the Trump people off. Mm -hmm. But the Democrats will never forgive you for being with Trump. So now you Mm. you got everybody pissed off. That, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs)
0: Well, I will say, look, I think you've actually I think you've actually just confused people like, you know, they thought you were one thing. And then they're like, oh, wait, because everybody needs you to be in a a neat little box. You know, you can't be an actual genuine person communicating how he actually feels about things. True
1: story. That's So you you have to be a two dimensional Mm -hmm. caricature to people. And if you're not that, then they get upset. So yeah. really, I don't really like left or right politics. I'm more about right or wrong. You know, That's I thought me. Trump was going to help people that were middle class and lower middle class. And I made the mistake of seeing some things that he was doing that was callous that I should have rejected and talked talk badly about, denigrated, but I didn't do it. So I have right. to own that for the rest of my life. But I've also apologized to people for that. I've made that mistake. Mm-hmm. Um you also then got the job and didn't help the people that he was campaigning to. He's still campaigning to those very same people. Mm-hmm. They like him because he represents an avatar for their anger. You understand that? Yeah. So they like him for that reason. Yeah. So. Um,
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I'll say, you know, uh, um, becoming such a, a large figure in the cryptocurrency community, I think this is this is um, maybe something for other politicians to realize that there is a huge group of people that will vote on a single issue because yeah. I don't hear anybody complaining about you in the crypto community. I mean, and there's, yeah. their politics are all over. You know, Algorand has people on the far yeah. left, far mm-hmm. right. And everybody's like, no, Mooch is great, you know, because so yeah, I mean- I'm trying, to help.
1: I'm trying to explain to people what it is and I'm trying to help yeah. people and I'm trying to grow the community. But here's the thing though, Francis Suarez has become a close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at our conference, the Crypto Bahamas Conference, uh, right. two weeks ago. And he said something that I'll share with you. He's like, uh, I had a small dinner for him, and I'm going to do some shameless name dropping. Okay, So we, yeah. had, we had Bill Clinton, Tony Blair. We had Katy Perry, Tom Brady, Giselle, Orlando Bloom, mm-hmm. Sam bankman Freed. It was like a pretty eclectic group of people. And I let Mayor Francis get up there and speak. And he said something that was great. He turned to President Clinton. He said, How many votes did you get? Do you remember? And of course, Clinton remembered, you know, it was like 55 million and 61 million. And then Francis said, Yeah. He said, You know, you need about 55 to 60 million votes, okay, to become the president. And Clinton acknowledged that. I said, Yes. He said, So how many people own cryptocurrencies in the United States? And so, and again, I don't know if this is true. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't do the fact checking on it, but Francis said it was about 73 million. Then, if you look at what Coinbase has and Kraken and all these different people, it seemed to be that. Okay. I mean, so, so again, I don't know if it's true or not, but, but, but what Francis was saying is these people, Cooper, they're one issue voters. 100%. Are you with me with my account or you're against me? Okay. <laughs> That's it. And so his point is you better be. You better be. You better be with these people, otherwise they're not going to vote for you. So well, I predict, I predict that both presidential candidates next time will be in this for sure. I, I you know you think they'll, so? They'll, yes, they'll be pro crypto. Good,
0: good. I want to see it. I want to see it. So I mean, what I was tor- sort of hinting towards though is that okay. So you were the White House communication, and people made an you know made an opinion about that, and then yeah. now we know you about you know your Bitcoin bull and you know an Algorand as well, and. But there's a, a bigger story here. I mean, you know, my brother-in-law, my very, who's, um, you know, a very successful guy. He knows you for different reasons. <laughs> so, you know, in Skybridge Capital, and it is, um, I mean, you're Harvard Law. I, did you go to, you were there at the same time as like Neil Gorsuch in, yes. uh, mm-hmm. and, Barack and Barack Obama? Obama.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. I was there. I was there with Barack, uh, President Obama. I don't want to call him Barack. Um, <laughs> I was there, I, you know, but I, I knew him a long time, you know, and he's always been nice to me. I've always been nice to him. I like Barack Obama. Yeah, you know, you know what's great about Barack Obama? Tell me. Is he's smart? He's yeah, doing yeah. the homework. Now you may not agree with him ideologically, and that's fine. You have that. You have that uh, ability not to agree with him. But mm-hmm. you know what? He, he at least doing the homework. You know, you need yeah. people in those jobs that are willing to do the homework. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. What you. I, that's what you want is you want these people that you believe in their
0: intelligence, whether they agree with you or not, that's what you're voting for, but you just want everybody to have a certain base level of um, brightness. If you're going to lead the largest nation in the world. Right. I think that's Mm -hmm. true. I think that might be true. Um, Mm -hmm. So what, what brought you to, how did you get, what's the story? How did you find your way to uh, Bitcoin Algorand, um, you know, to these more, Speculative, possibly a lot of your peers probably see it as very risky. I've heard you say that you relate to cryptocurrency, which in, in a way you were, but in maybe in traditional finance terms, you're on on the earlier side. I think to some of these guys. So, um, what's what is about what about your past has brought you here?
1: Well, for for an an institutional investor, I'm very early. Yes. For a crypto early adopter, I am late. I right. got there in 2020, but if you, I mean, if, you know, I think I have your understanding of what, what your view is. Maybe I don't, but I think you're as bullish as I am. So uh, therefore then definitionally, I think we're both early. Does that make sense? You know, I mean, exactly. meaning right now you enter the space, Bitcoin's at 30,000. Yes, it spent some time at 68,000 a few minutes, mm-hmm. but could Bitcoin, you know, Tim Draper said today at his conference, he thought Bitcoin could be easily $250,000 by the end of the year. Now, maybe that's aggressive. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know what I mean? But I, I do think that, uh, um, you know, again, I'm just talking my book, I guess, but I want you, I want to explain why. I think when you have, when you have, um, this type of growth, this type of activity, and you have a payment rail system in the United States and around the world that's 90 years old. And mm-hmm. companies like Visa, MasterCard, J.P. Morgan are operating on 1975 mainframes like ball programming. Mm-hmm. And now you have this thing known as the blockchain, this super sophisticated cryptographic software that can allow you and I to transfer value back and forth to each other without any permission from anybody, right. and we can do it seamlessly, and we can do it in a way where we are synced, and we can save a tremendous amount of money and time. Yeah. Oh my God, think of the opportunity. So, you you know, I can take it out in so many different ways. Let me give you just two quick examples, right? Uh, one is the restaurant. You know, if I'm the restaurant you're the consumer. You're my customer. You can pay me over smart wallet transfer. We avoid MasterCard and Visa. One is an expat. Um, there's 150,000 expats from El Salvador here in the United States. They want to send money back to El Salvador. Now that El Salvador has Bitcoin as legal tender, they can do a wallet-to-wallet transfer. They will save themselves the 10% charge from Western Union. Yeah. That's $400 million. Yeah. You with me?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. This is the deal. These are the things we don't think about. Okay,
1: Okay. right. Okay, let me give you one more, okay? I'm at the Starbucks. It's five years from now. Everything's tokenized, Cooper. So over the blockchain, I have a tokenized representation. It'll probably be on Algorand's blockchain. It'll be a tokenized representation of Starbucks stock. Mm -hmm. I go into my Apple phone or Samsung. There is a Starbucks token. It says this token represents 50 shares of stock. Okay, And now I'm at the barista, but Starbucks happens to be having a share repurchase program. And so the barista looks at me and says, well, you could pay with cash. You could pay with a stable coin. You could pay with your credit card. Oh, by the way, if you personally own Starbucks stock, we'll give you a 15% discount on your coffee because we have a share repurchase program going on right now. And we want your stock off your phone. That could happen. Well, so so, so the point I'm making is that we can't yet see the transformations that this is going to take place. So so I'm late in one way, but I think I'm very very early in another. And you know, you said how did I get into algorand? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm an old timer now. So I went to chief technology officers at large companies and I asked them a question. What's your bitcoin strategy? We don't really have one. Okay. That's the same question that was asked 25 years ago. What's your internet strategy? Oh, we don't really have one. We don't have a website. Mm-hmm. Every company in America now has a website, but 25 years ago, there were large companies that have websites. Right. So then my second question is, okay, I got that, but you, do you yourself own any cryptocurrencies? And invariably, a lot of these CTOs say, yeah, yes, I do. Okay, you do, which ones do you own? Well, one of them said to me, uh, he was a French guy. He he had, he had been the chief technology officer at Capgemini, European private equity and asset management firm. He said, well, I own a large amount of Algorand. I said, Algorand? My, what is Algorand? And then he started to explain to me what Algorand was. And then he started to explain to me why he owned it. He said, listen, I, I, I'm from a $50 billion asset manager. I advise now. I left. I was the chief technology officer there, but I advise Fortune 50 companies around the world on tokenomics and Algorand can run in large scale with tremendous transaction speeds with carbon neutrality Mm -hmm. and no downtime. And a a result of which when this really catches on right now, the NFT market's tied to Ethereum. Solana has some of the NFT market and some other sophisticated use cases. Cardano, as you know, has some fulfillment and identification markets. So there's Mm -hmm. there's niches for each of these layer ones, but Algorand could be the financial nervous system. It could be the rail pipes for financial transactions that are eventually going to be tokenized. Because of its scalability, it solved the trilemma. Mm -hmm. Scalability, security, Security and decentralization. Decentralization, Those three things, right? It's Mm -hmm. done all those things. And so so the CTOs of the biggest, most sophisticated companies whose first order of detail in their job, don't fire me. I have to make this decision in a way that won't get me fired. We'll yeah. shoot Algorand over others. And so yeah. once I met with him, then I did the cold calling, reverse inquiry, went up to see Algorand. I brought my cryptocurrency research team, and then we started to establish a large position. There you go. And you mentioned
0: the rails you see already in Latin America and El Salvador that they use Algorand to yes, move. some. The banks use um, Algorand to move Bitcoin. They do. And it seems like it seems they like that could it, be a
1: solution to Bitcoin on an Algorand network. Yes, they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah. So and then uh, apparently Koi banks has a big they are teasing a big announcement that is Algorand uh, Bitcoin Bitcoin. Uh, you know, linked. So I'm I'm curious about what that is. You also mentioned Starbucks. I think, I think I
1: think you know the Algorand is actually trading better as a result of that. Yeah, I'm not sure what that announcement is, but that's why Algorand, these other these other coins have been down the last couple of days. Yeah. But Algorand's been holding steady.
0: It has been holding in that like 45, 46 area. Um, yeah. You mentioned Starbucks, and they they recently had an announcement that they're entering Web three, and you know they said that. You know, I think they had this idea that they were going to make the Starbucks location their third home and then COVID happened and they realized, OK, we can't do that. Right. So we're going to create a digital world. And they mentioned, you know, uh, carbon n- neutrality, good for the environment and fast mm-hmm. and cheap as the requirements for what they're looking for. Yes. It seems like Algorand would be the right choice for that, right?
1: I think so. But here's the thing it needs a little bit more of a robust community. It, leads, it needs a little bit more of what I would call developer momentum. Right. Okay. And so, because what you also don't want to do if you're a big CTO, you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. Here's the market cap of Solana. Here's the market cap of Ethereum. Let me take a look at the market cap of Algorand. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. It's not at escape velocity. Okay, when yeah. it was $11 billion on its way to 20, now you took. Now you're talking, right? But Algorand's uh, market cap, because of the bear market, and frankly, because I think we've had some loose holders shake, shake the uh, token is down in the low three billion dollars. You know, listen, yeah. top thirty. We had this thing in the top twenty. You know, coming out of Decipher, the Cipher, uh, the the Algorand conference in December, and so we have to figure that out, and we will. Yeah. We will. And by the way, don't underestimate FIFA because this will become yeah. a brand name brand name recognized uh token uh by the middle of next year
0: yeah and it's one of those things that if you actually look into it it's hard to deny you know when you start to look at who Silvio mccauley is and you start to see his history it's hard to think that this isn't the best tech because it's Mm -hmm. done by the the people that create the best tech Mm -hmm. um So yeah, that is a huge problem. You saw, we all saw what just happened with Terra Luna, and you know Mm -hmm. that's obviously put pressure on the markets too. And um, there's a big campaign happening right now on Twitter, trying to get all those NFT projects from Terra Luna over to Algo. And -hmm. there seems to be some success there. So that's you know that's some community activity of people trying to pull people into the system, Mm -hmm. the ecosystem. So, but do you? How? I've heard from other guys that are building on Algorand. It's hard. It's a hard sell to get the the, the big guys uh, behind because, which makes you sort of like a, I mean, you know, I, I, maybe this is a bit much, but like sort of a a courageous visionary here. You're kind of putting your neck out a little bit as, I mean, obviously you can because of who you are and where you are at your company. But this guy was telling me that it's a lot easier for a guy working somewhere to, join on solana because he had a couple of winners on solana Mm -hmm. and if he fails on solana it's not a big deal but if he goes Mm -hmm. out on a limb and goes algorand that could lose him his job Mm -hmm. is that does that sound about right
1: yes i think i think i think it sounds right and i i would add something to it i would say that uh, um there's a dashboard cooper you know this there's a uh, survival virility dashboard. Mm-hmm. It's TVL, number of developers working, number of NFTs, transactions that are taking place on a daily basis on the on the network. You know, there's a whole economic dashboard of survivability, and we have a lot of those things going well from a structure and technology point of view. Mm-hmm. But we need to get more going on the viability side. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It yeah. does. So, do, you, uh, do you have any, so what you're seeing right now is like, look, we're in a bear market. It's gonna be hard to gather any real momentum, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be inevitable here when uh, FIFA comes and that recognition, you're looking at FIFA as this could be potentially a watershed moment for people yes. to get this into, you know, yeah. their consciousness, right?
1: Yes, but here's the other problem. You know, the price you have people on the development team inside Algorand's corporate where the price of the token is probably got those guys a little bummed out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: it has got a lot of people bummed out. It's got the retail guys bummed out. It's got, you know, it's hard to keep the, 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 the vibes high, you know, like I, I, I try to do a comedy, I'm doing a comedy, uh, you know, crypto channel. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, so I'm trying to, uh, you know, maybe have some fun during a bear market. It's not always easy because as you watch your money disappear, your sense of humor starts to low lower.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you get gallows humor. You know, you start, I mean, my name of my firm is Skybridge. It was another 10% down. It was like blown up bridge. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I mean Our you, know, jump up you you yeah. you, 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 uh, you can't be on the frontier mm-hmm. without volatility. You know, you yeah. can't be on the frontier without the expectation that there's going to be major setbacks. And by the way, you have a group of the old guard that hate it, but you had a group of people that said that the horseless carriage was never going to work. And when they showed the plane takeoff, they said, oh, well, there'll never be any commercial use for that. No, nobody's going to get in a plane and take it somewhere for a commercial reason. Uh, and then you had the internet, um, the personal computer. People said, "Well, who the hell needs that?" The, you know yeah. these big computers are used in the office. They don't you don't need those at home. Uh, and then, internet one, you know, web point one. Everybody was like, "Ah, we don't need that. What the hell do you need that for?" And and you needed it, yeah. you know. And you need this. And I want you to imagine. And I want your viewers and listeners to just imagine this. It's back in 1990. Of course, we couldn't be doing this in 1998. We didn't have the technology. Right. Let's say I was at my fat box computer, fat box, Hmm. and I had my corded mouse, and I was dialing into the internet on my 14.4 bowed modem. And it was whirring and burring. And my landing page was taking about 35 seconds to land. (laughs) And it was an AM landing page, of course, because that's how I was getting onto the internet. You've got mail, it's saying to me as I'm loading. And then all of a sudden, Cooper Daniels beams in through time teleportation from 2022, 24 years later. And he says, hey, Mooch, how are you? I'm Cooper Daniels from 2022. And oh, by the way, you see the way you're getting on the internet right now? You're not going to do that. No, you're going to get on and it's going to be 1000 MPS or whatever the hell it's called. And you're going to be lightning fast. And Oh, by the way, there'll be hundreds, hundreds of millions of people that will be streaming 4k video over the internet. So you're not going to go to that blockbuster. You're not going to spend any time buying a VHS. Yeah, You're going to stream. and, And by the way, It's going to be an internet of machines where your 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 phone is going to be a computer, and your flat screen television is not only going to have the 4K or 8K definition, it's going to be a computer where you're going to be tapped into the internet on your TV. And so, why am I bringing all this up? Because Cooper, I want you to imagine where we're going in ten or twenty years with Web three. Okay, you you can't. We're so nascent. It's so early. Okay, it's hard to picture where things are going to go. Yeah, let me give an, another quick crazy example. Uh, I buy my deodorant from Amazon. Okay, I'm a Right Guard cold Wave purchaser. Okay. Okay. So there are two intermediaries, right? I, the Procter and Gamble makes it. Mm-hmm. They ship it to Amazon. Amazon ships it to me. But I pay them through a second intermediary known as American Express or sometimes Visa. Right. There are two intermediaries. Why? Well, they don't. You know, the private labels don't want a, a single purchase from me. They want to sell in bulk, and they right. want to sell to a trusted person. And then the 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 Amazon people have figured out how to fulfill things efficiently, and they right. they don't want to trust me, so they're trusting American Express to pay them, right? Or Visa. Yeah. Over the blockchain. I can go directly to Procter & Gamble. I say, here you go. Here's your value for your deodorant. And they can hire a fulfillment company for a fraction of what it costs them to sell to Amazon or to also pay the surcharge to MasterCard or Visa. And the next thing you know, I'm getting the right guard at a lower price. They're making more profit. So let me ask you something. If there's a technology available... Where you can sell the product at a lower price because you've delayered the intermediaries in the distribution process, and the client's happier because it's the lower price, but you're making more money. Is that going to be a good idea?
0: Yeah, I think I think people are going to okay. like that. Okay.
1: So, so, so to me, that's Web three. Yeah. That's why you've got to own Ethereum and Bitcoin and Solana, and that's why I have a major position in Algorand. And I, you know, I've got a very big outsized bet on Algorand because I think Algorand, once people understand it, to go back to Web 1, I think it's Google. And so now we're back there in 1998. And I said, hey, hey, Cooper, that's all cool. How am I going to search the Internet Web 1? You're going to be like, well, how are you doing it now, Ant? Well, I use Alta Vista. Sometimes I use Ask Jeeves. Sometimes I use something called Lycos. Remember Lycos? Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to say to me, no, 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 no. You're going to use Google. What the hell is Google? So Google, we already had search capability on the web. Google showed up and Bigfooted everybody. So I think once Algorand is fully understood and there's a momentum behind it and the robust activity in there, it's going to leapfrog everybody. So yeah, that's why I'm such a big, big proponent of it.
0: Yeah, well, and then also the institutional, you know, investors and the institutional money is going to like the carbon negative, uh, the fact that when you use Algrand, you are in some ways pulling um, carbon out of the air, right? That's that's, that's correct. Sort of what's, that's sort of what their partnership with uh, yes. Clansure. And yeah. I wanted to point out real quick, if I did travel back to 1998, I would, in fact, be an assistant manager at Blockbuster Video. So there oh,
1: you go. You, know, you, know, you don't look old enough. I thought you were in the first grade.
0: Oh, no, in, but I was, no, I was, in I was. Getting...
1: It already left Goldman. I was already working on my first business. I was 34. Okay. I'm, I... I'm now 58. It's very hard to believe. But anyway, it's yeah. life.
0: Yeah, I, no, I was a freshman. I was a freshman in high school. So, um, well, no, actually, I was a little older than that. But that's okay. So okay. You also mentioned you when you were talking about like, you know, and at this time you, you don't get it. And then at this time, you know, it reminds me of your buddy's uh commercial, the FTX commercial with um Larry Davis. You know, I'm, you're Larry David, right? Yeah, and such a great commercial. Wasn't that a good commercial? Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Loving. So I mean that's an, another bit of news. FTX also just recently launched um our, you know, is supporting algo. Yeah and uh you know something that we talk about a lot in the community is when is one of these major exchanges going to um, list USDCA or USDC the ASA? Like we mm-hmm. got to get we yeah. got to get Coinbase okay. well, or an
1: FTX. I'll yeah. work on that. So you know yeah. you know I partnered up with FTX for crypto Bahama- Bahamas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I brought Silvio down there, mm-hmm. as well as Steve and Sean. And what I would say to you is. Um, you know, before the thing started, I went to Sam and I said, Sam, we've become close. We're partnered up together. It's, it would be a huge favor to me if you guys could create cash spot trading for FTX. I mean, for Algo on FTX. Mm-hmm. And he shook my hand. He said, I promised to do it before the conference. Now, oh. here's the good news about that. They did a tremendous amount of due diligence. Tremendous amount of due diligence. And a result of which it led to uh, us um, um, impressing the technology team at FTX. Oh, really? You know, so yeah. Because I think, they, I think they knew of Algorand and they heard it was right. a good product. But when they got done doing the due diligence, they were like, oh, yeah, this, this thing has really got wheels. This has been built to be a Ferrari.
0: Yeah, well, you can tell him that if he were to support USDC, um, or the ASA, that would also open it up and make it very easy in the future for them to list ASAs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would, you know, that would pull a lot of uh, guys over from Coinbase, that's for sure. All right. Uh, yeah. So that would be, a, I'm, I'm glad I mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So look, I, I hear a lot of guys, you know, I, I was listening to Banklist the other day and they were talking about, the bear market and um, how they were actually sort of happy that there's a bear market because, you know, Ethereum isn't ready for mass adoption. And, you know, I talk to Bitcoiners and they talk about how Ethereum or Bitcoin isn't necessarily ready for mass adoption because lightning network isn't quite ready Mm -hmm. for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, it seems like, you know, you could use, I mean, Algorand's tech at the very least is ready for that type of scale.
1: Yeah. You could wrap it like the way uh, it is going in and out. El Salvador. You know, I think the Lightning Network is valuable. I don't want to mm-hmm. say that it isn't. It's yeah. a company called Stacks that's also working on a different payment rail system for Bitcoin. Um, we certainly want Bitcoin, which is an older blockchain. We want Bitcoin to have a layer two that makes it faster and more efficient and probably burning up less electricity. Because um, yeah. I think eventually, you know, and I think they misquoted Sam a little bit. He probably said it, but they made it bigger to-do of it. He corrected it on, on Twitter, You know him saying that Bitcoin is never going to exist as a payment system. I think the point that he was making as a standalone, yeah. it's clunky. You're going to need a wrapped product, wrapped in Algorand, lightning network, some type of layer two to get Bitcoin moving the way we want it to. But I think it's irrefutable given the quality of Bitcoin, what Bitcoin actually represents to the community, the collectability of it. That it'll be with us forever. And I think it's going to have a very large value. There's no reason why you couldn't trade to a $15 trillion market cap, which mm-hmm. is 30 times where it is right now. Yeah. Not impossible.
0: No, no. And, uh, you know, we're talking about FTX and Sam. They, um, and you mentioned Solana earlier. They seem to, he's very, he's, you know, he's been in the news in the past about mm-hmm. making some very bullish bets on Solana that definitely played mm-hmm. out for him, for yep. sure. Do yep. you see, And um, do you see, you know, Solana off also often goes down. And do you think that institutions would find that or businesses would find that um, discouraging to, you know, what do you think?
1: So I well, let's see. It's going down right now. Uh, Anatoly is a brilliant guy. Maybe he will make changes or improvements so that it doesn't go down by the time people are getting ready to look at it. I think you yeah. could end up becoming very, very competitive. Great. They have done an amazing job building their community. Okay, yeah. I would love to take their community and their marketing, and Silvio's tech, and call it a day. But that's not how the yeah. world works. So, yeah. So, but, but I, I, I think they're going to solve their problems. I'm unbelievably impressed with Anatoly. I've had dinner with him twice in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and Silvio like each other you know, it's one of these things where I think you'll have a couple of layer ones that coexist with each other, Cooper. Of course.
0: And yeah, I saw the, um, the panel, um, at Crypto Bahamas and it, it did in fact seem like, uh, Silvio, uh, you know, he pay, he seemed to pay a lot of attention to Anatoly. And so there's there, it, it appeared to me if I'm reading body language that there was a mutual respect for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you know, there, very much so. Of course. And
0: so, you know, we're talking about it. We're talking around it maybe a little bit is that we are in a bear market. And a lot of my viewers, this may be their first bear market or, you know, in crypto, there was obviously 2017. But for a lot of guys that have been investing in tech for the last 10 years, there hasn't been a whole lot of pain. You know, like it's it's kind of been everything goes up. And now there's, there's a lot of, uh, there, you know, a lot of guys are struggling. And especially when you see things like Terra Luna, do you have any advice, you know, being through this? I, I know you've been through probably a few different bear markets and, uh, is there any advice that you can give some of these, some of these younger guys about how to get through this, how to come out of this stronger?
1: Yeah. Um, two, two pieces of advice, actually. Number one, and it may be too late for this, but they should know this. Don't buy more than you can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. Number two, don't be levered. This way you own the asset, you own the inventory, you never have to sell it. Yeah. Um, and then the the other piece of advice I would tell you is what other people think of you is none of your business. And Cooper, look at my life. I got my ass fired from the White House. I was lit up by every late night comedian. I was roasted on most cable news channels. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Okay. And okay so- You know, what difference does it make? You know, so people are calling me stupid now because I was in the block. I was getting picked on on CNBC last week. I got my buddies won't go on CNBC because they're getting annihilated. They were on there rah, rah, rah when it was going up. Now it's getting annihilated. You know, I'm going on. I don't care. I'm telling people what I think. I'm telling why people I'm long it. And so there's wisdom in taking a long-term perspective. You know, so this is my eighth bear market. Okay. Listen, if you're a young person listening in my first two bear markets, I was on oxygen. I thought it was over, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have a barrel and suspenders and I'm going to be walking around as an impoverished person. <laughs> and I definitely thought that, but it never happens. The reason it doesn't happen is because you're going to fight. You're going to yeah. get in the fight. You're going to dig in. You're going to pound. You're yeah. going to work. And I'll tell you this, if you can convince yourself and others to buy at the prices we are at right now, When things calm down, you're going to look back and say, What the hell? Why wasn't I buying that? I know. You're probably too scared. And so don't be scared. Live your life without fear. Remember what Mel Brooks said about life Cooper Mel Brooks, the legendary comedian, now age 96. He said, Relax. None of us are getting out of here alive. Relax. That's it. That's it. Go for the gut, though, man. Dig in.
0: Yeah. And try to, you know, and, and and try to be a bit positive and have a sense of humor. If, if it hurts, it, you know, sometimes it's fun to joke about it. Um, but absolutely. And, you know, you're you also if if I'm correct, in those early bear markets, it couldn't have been that easy. You're I, if Am I correct? In, you, you weren't raised, you weren't born into a ton of money,
1: right? You were I've been, I mean, neg- I've been in a negative coop. I've been in a negative subsidy to my parents since I was 12 years old. Okay, when well, my dad got his hours cut back, I went not got a paper out. I started yeah. giving half the money to my mother. You know, I mean, what am I going to yeah. do? My, my dad's, I think his highest pay was like $35,000 a year when he retired in the year 2000, you know? Wow. And, you know, they're great people. Um, and by the way, we lived in the middle class. I would never just honor him by telling you I did. I mean, we lived in the middle class. He was an hourly worker. He got a nice wage. Mm -hmm. and uh i had a great upbringing i'm not here to tell you i grew up poor i just didn't i didn't go to a boarding school i didn't have a fancy car you know we had chevrolet's as kids you know you know and we put the air conditioners in on memorial day Mm -hmm. and we took the air conditioners out on labor day it could have been five thousand degrees the day before my father didn't care the air conditioner (laughs) went in on memorial day it came out on yeah. And that was oh. it. No questions asked, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, the and, air conditioner, dads. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's how it was, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, there was anxiety in the house. There was anxiety about money, you know? Yeah. And I said, all right, look, I'm going to try not to have that anxiety. Let me see if I can create a business, which will could give me some financial independence. But also, I'm a capital artist. I'm not just a capitalist. I got to have my own thing going. I've got to create my own thing. I'm not gonna sit inside some big company and kiss somebody's ass to make my money. I'm not doing that. I make my own company and let's break some eggs and see if we can make some omelets. That's right.
0: So you also have a partnership. You have a partnership with the Nax Group and they um, un- unlocks fund. What, what can you spell that out? What what's going on there? Uh, when I was at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. uh, Nax was there with uh, Spin Magazine, and yep. you know we saw the um, we saw that NFT project. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what are you what are you guys partnering up with over there?
1: So let me give you some more history, though. I've known Jeff. Schumacher forever. Uh, about 10 years ago, we started a very exclusive wine party at the World Economic Forum together. We were introduced by a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, uh, you know, from my upbringing, I can give some playful observations about the very wealthy. The very wealthy like wine. But you know what they like more than wine, Cooper? What? How about free wine? Okay, they yeah, like yeah. free wine more than yeah. wine. Mm-hmm. So, what I did, I came up with this idea that I was going to serve 100 point Robert Parker wine at a wine party at the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. And then, when I saw what the prices were, I gulped and I turned to the sommelier. I said, Hey, do you know anybody that could potentially help me do this? Okay, could we go into partnership with somebody? <laughs> And he was like, yeah, there's this guy at the Boston Consulting Group. His name is Jeff Schumacher. He's built some really interesting things on the cloud and blah, blah. I said, okay, great. So I teamed up with Jeff and we did this. And we got along very, very well. He left four or five years ago to develop the NAX. What is the NAX? It stands for New Asset Exchange, the NAX. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's selling NFTs. It's selling tokenization. He wants to liquefy the parts of our society that are not yet liquefied by the the nasdaq or the bond market or the new york stock exchange right so that could be private art collections Mm -hmm. it could be people's uh furniture furnishings could be anything okay where you could literally tokenize things right and so coincidentally I've been working on that with him. I'm the chairman of the NACs, chairman of that business for four or five years. I'm at the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And he turns to me, we're eating, and he looks at me and he says, hey, can I ask you something? I says, sure. He says, have you ever heard of Algorand? I said, have I ever heard of Algorand? I said, I'm sitting on a boatload of Algorand. I love Algorand. And he's like, yeah. He says, our tech team, Remember the CTO thing? They did an Uh, inquiry of all these different layer ones. They've decided to build our platform on Algorand. I said, oh my God. He said, yeah, I've already met with Silvio. I already met with this guy. I already met with that guy. I said, oh my God, this is like such a small world. I said, let me you know, team up with you and them. And then we brought a couple of the people that he's working with, like the Axon Pharmaceutical guy, the people in Europe, to come to the decipher conference mm-hmm. where i had the opportunity to interview those guys so small world but again yeah. chief technology officers doing homework clean slate fresh analysis what layer one protocol are they going to use uh those guys chose algorithm
0: right yeah it seems like these tech guys so what are what what can we look forward to with this partnership
1: well, I think they've got a number of projects that they're about to launch. You know, it's uh, there. There was a little bit of a delay because Algorand itself was updating and upgrading the protocol and upgrading the software. Why right. was that beneficial? They made the software more user friendly, easier to build on, and they've improved the interoperability of that software. So. You have to, when you're a layer one like Algorand, you have to be able to interface with Ethereum or Solana or these others, Avalanche, Polkadot, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so they've now done that. And I think they had to wait. The Nax guys had to wait for that last upgrade. So I'm hoping in the next three to six months, we'll see a couple of really big projects that will add wallets, add scalability, increase transactions on the network, and therefore move and improve the TVL.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is, you speaking of that, it's it's very impressive. Also what Solana has done, not being EVM and creating such a large, you know, such a large project. So it it does seem like Algorand is very focused on becoming EVM compatible and compatible with all these other blockchains.
1: I think so. I think so.
0: So I was just thinking actually, and I got sidetracked. So you
1: went to Harvard Law. Did you ever practice law? I never practiced law. Although my mother you know she's a blue collar woman from an italian family her parents are from italy mm-hmm. my mother thought harvard law school was hartford law school i mean that was the running joke in the family she's <laughs> like why would they name it hartford law school if it's not in hartford i'm like because it's not named hartford law school it's harvard <laughs> not hartford that's oh, okay okay and then secondary uh, she was so upset that i didn't become a lawyer I think she lied to her friends for five years and told them that Goldman Sachs was a law firm just to make herself feel better. So go figure, okay? Classic she, t- classic yeah. Italian lunatic mother, okay? Yeah, you know, I adore her. I'm just pointing out. That, no, no. My mother's know, a lunatic what, as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, come on. That's what they're like, okay? You know, you have your buddies that are listening right now. They go, yeah, I got yeah, one yeah. of those. I got yeah, one of those. Yeah, we yeah, all... We all do,
0: and we love them. And we obviously right, love them. Yeah, of course. So, Okay. So we got because of the you know this or last week we had the the collapse of a stable coin right so regulation and the um, well first off what are your opinions you know you, you hear bitcoin you know a lot of bitcoiners say that everything that's not bitcoin is basically an unregulated security can you maybe break down possibly maybe why you think that algo is not a security
1: Well, you know, the good news is, I don't know if you caught this this morning, but the CFTC head, the chairman, um, he basically said that the, uh, um, and his name is Rostin Benham. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was appointed by Barack Obama. He was sworn in on January 4th of this year. I'm sorry, appointed by Joe Biden, sworn in on January 4th, 2022. He said on CNBC this morning that Ethereum is definitely a commodity. It's definitely a currency as right. well as Bitcoin. Right. So by those definitions, okay, Algorand would fit that. Dying. Okay. Now now if you're in a currency that's generating yield, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and you can stake Algorand, but I'm talking about it it itself actually generating yield. You're you're getting a reward from the foundation that's different from it generating yield. Okay, right. the generating yield and it's designed to generate yield. Then I think it probably is a security. Okay, because if it looks like a duck and talks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck.
0: Yeah, so you're so you're thinking that it, it's there's not too much to be concerned with the with the security um, aspect of it.
1: I don't think so. No, I'm I'm of the camp. And again, I hope I'm right, but I'm in the mm-hmm. camp that uh, Algorand, Ethereum, Bitcoin will be treated like the commodity slash tenders that they happen to be.
0: Yeah, because there's that there's that Howie test. And, you know, I'm not I'm no expert about this, but mm-hmm. that whole idea that, that there's other people working towards there's a group. Of, what's what is the fourth one, though? There's other yeah. people working towards.
1: Yeah, and, it, you know, I've seen it on the Internet and they and they've <laughs> made that. They've made that case for Ethereum. They said the result of which Ethereum is there for a security; it's not a, a not a commodity. But don't go yeah. by me, what I'm saying. The CFT, yeah. CFTC chairman said it, not me.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. And then also with stable coins, you know, so we see that collapse, and then obviously regulation is going to come to stable coins. And frankly, I don't see what's all that wrong with that. You would it makes sense that the U.S. would want to regulate stable coins to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, you know, There's
1: I'm going to bring up a little stable maybe- Stable coins probably are going to have to have stable collateral, right? They're probably going to, you know, you can't yeah. have an 80 vol backing something that's stable. Okay, so something that has an 80 vol is unstable, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, the good news is we never owned any of the whole Luna Terra fiasco because my head of cryptocurrency research was like, we can't own that. Okay, because e- either, you know, either call it something different also, you know this, but maybe some of your viewers and listeners don't know this, so let me say it to them, and let me look right in the camera when I'm saying it, and I'm going to take a deep breath. Okay, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. If something is yielding you 20% and the risk-free rate of return from, say, the United States Treasury is between 2 and 3%, run. Run. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. This message has been brought to you by Skybridge Cryptocurrency Research. Okay, Run. Okay, yeah. it's too good to be true, Cooper. It's well, too good to be true.
0: Well, that's what, you know, it, it you know, about 3 months ago I was looking at Terra Luna and I'm thinking, "Man, you can go to Anchor and get 20% on a stable coin? Like this is free money. I mean, this is just free money." And uh, I'm glad that I never pulled the trigger on that. That's for sure. Do you, what percentage of um, you know, SkyBridge is cryptocurrency?
1: Um, so, I, I, the reason I'm hesitating is that it was 50%. Oh, wow. But it got whacked so hard. I'm going to guess now it's probably 40, 38, 40. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And so, very listen, significant. You, yeah, you tell me. You tell me, because who the hell knows? I watched Bitcoin over the weekend go from twenty-five to thirty-one yeah. thousand. like a twenty-five percent move. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, and now yeah. it's back down to twenty-nine thousand. Who the hell knows? If you yeah. said to me now that the Terra Luna fiasco is cleaned up, mm-hmm. if you said to me Bitcoin was going to be forty thousand by the end of June, I wouldn't be surprised. by that it was forty thousand in April. Yeah, not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, at all. yeah, so it doesn't surprise you know. It does surprise me. Here's a big one. You ready? Yep. And you can invite me back on and you can dunk me in the lake of embarrassment and shame, okay? Because I've got to make a prediction, okay?
0: Okay, I want to hear it.
1: Okay. I think, and this will probably cause it not to get approved because this will go public, but I think (laughs) that the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has a good chance of getting approved. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to get approved. First there's Yeah, because there's an eight billion dollars of trap value. It's trading at a 30% discount. The fees are very, very high. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to imagine these guys are before the SEC with all their rationale. And oh, by the way, we're lowering fees. And if you approve this thing, it's going to create $8 billion of value for our investors. Man, I don't know. So maybe the SEC will turn it down because they're kowtowing to Elizabeth Warren, or maybe the SEC really does believe in the individual investor and will work in the best interest of that investor and maybe they'll let it go and maybe they'll let it happen.
0: Well, there's two things I want to say about that. The first thing I want to say, recently I saw that Grayscale was it was trading at like a 30% discount to Bitcoin, which I don't know what that is now, but you know if they do get that spot ETF, that'd be a, a heck of a buy right now. But then another thing is Elizabeth Warren. And I don't want to dive too much into this, but, you know, she she postures as somebody that's really for the people and like taking down the, you know, and regulating the banks and, you know, you know, for the people. And it's just crazy to me what she says and how uninformed she seems about all this. I mean, what do you think about Elizabeth Warren and and, and her stance on all this stuff?
1: I think she's the dumbest, smartest person in the room. You know, because these people think they're the smartest people and better than everybody else. And all this stuff. So, she wants to fly on her private plane, but she doesn't want you to. She wants to rail about your Hummer, but she wants to get in her plane. You follow what I'm saying? She yeah. wants... She's apparently for the unbanked, and she's a progressive. So therefore, Bitcoin, blockchain, Algorand, all represents that. This wonderful, yeah. egalitarian opportunity to help those people. But you don't want to do that. Okay, she wants to be for the banks, but I thought she hated the banks. She is yeah. all over the place. Okay. So so what can I tell you? You know, I mean, she don't like me and I don't like her. And the funny thing is, she doesn't even remember this, but in nineteen ninety-three, when she joined the faculty before all this woke nonsense, okay, she was like super nice to me because I was writing big checks to Harvard, you know? Yeah. When I got into the Trump administration, she was running investigations on me and shit. You know, I mean, not, I mean yeah, come on. I have no time Such for her. Okay. I'm too old and I have no yeah. time for her. I think yeah. she's one of the stupidest, most harmful politicians that we have currently in America. And I mean this in the in the way that I mean it stupid smart, right? She's a high IQ, oh yeah. yeah. Supercilious, uber arrogant. But you know, mm-hmm. she's smarter than you and me combined. You know that. And she know she wants your money, Cooper. Now take that money out of your pocket because she has a better idea how to spend to that money than you do. Yeah. She wants that money, baby. Hold that <laughs> money, man. You better hold on to that money.
0: I better hold it. Put that on a ledger. Put yeah. it on a
1: ledger. Yeah. Exactly. Get
0: it off exchange. Um, yeah. Well, there you go with that. So there we go. Look. I, I think you
1: see why I get in so much trouble, though, right? Because I love know. it.
0: I love it. I love it. And you, there's a, there is fud out there with um you know Tether. I know the U.S. has been investigating Tether for a long time, and a lot of people talk about how maybe Tether is propping up the price of Bitcoin. Do you do you know
1: it? I mean, do you have an opinion on that, or do, what do you see there? Or, it's not. It's just not true. Okay, it's big. just bullshit because it's not even big enough to do that. Right. Okay. If you said that 15 years ago when it came into inception, or sorry, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. 13 like years ago. Yeah. yeah. 12, 13 years ago. Okay. It's not true. Yeah. Not yeah. true. We've done so much work on that. You know what
0: I mean? Oh, you, you have. Yeah.
1: Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Well, look, y- you said that I can dunk on you. Um, yes. If, Anything if you the- want. The grayscale um, spot ETF doesn't happen. And so
1: you gotta invite sounds- me back on. You gotta invite me back yeah. on that day, and you can like you can <laughs> okay. like dunk on me.
0: Yeah, but I'm um, not even I I actually agree with you. So that dunk will be very, you know, gentle. It'll be a I gentle dunk.
1: I can't imagine that they would not let that happen. And then when they let it happen, forget about it. Bitcoin's going to the moon because all of these wirehouses are gonna have to have a Bitcoin cash ETF. Yeah. What are they gonna do? They're gonna go into a solicitation. Cooper just sold his business for Two hundred million dollars, and they're going to say, "Coops, we want you in sixty percent stocks and forty percent bonds." Or you know, we want you in thirty-five percent. And, and you know, this sixty forty strategy has failed for the last ten years. But that's what we're going to do for you. And then you know, <laughs> you're a smart, really sophisticated they- guy. So then you say to them, "Oh, but what's your digital asset strategy?" And they say, well, Warren Buffett says it's worthless. So we're the only wirehouse in America that doesn't have a cash Bitcoin ETF. And you'll be like, okay, yeah, well, I'm going to go to the other wirehouse then, right? So they're yeah. all going to have it. Think about yeah. it from a Nash game theory perspective. They're going to get flushed into it. Yeah. You see what I mean? And yeah, oh, just... by the way, they don't make Bitcoin, baby. So you only got 21 million coins, That's probably it. a million or so got lost in the early inception. And there's still just under 2 million coins to be mined. You don't have enough coins, baby. That coin's going higher.
0: That's it. I know you just reminded me of when um, I had the idea that I was going to buy Facebook at $19. And the Schwab guy laughed at me, just was cackling, (laughs) laughing at me about, oh, you're going to buy Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, dude. Like, what talking about. It's 19 bucks. It's completely. So that was, I mean, it's, it's struggling
1: now, but still. It's it was struggling good. now, but I think well, where is it now? It's like three, 400, but, but here's the thing. If I said to you, Bitcoin has about 200 million wallets right now. Mm-hmm. And if I said to you eight or nine years ago, I said, Cooper, Facebook has 200 million users on its platform, 200 million mm-hmm. accounts. Someday, Eight, nine years from now, it's going to have $3 billion. Your Charles Schwab guy would have been laughing, right? Mm-hmm. Would, That's not going to happen. Yeah. Why did it happen to Cooper? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so someday we're going to be sitting here and Bitcoin's going to have a billion wallets, billion and a half wallets. we we'll going to be trading at $300,000. Mm-hmm. Then people are going to be mad and they're going to take it out on you and me because we were doing podcasts when it was 30000 and we're going to own it and we're going to take the ride with it and they're going to be mad yeah, they'll be mad if they missed it.
0: well, and you know, I will say I, I you know I went to a wedding recently with um a lot of guys, institutional guys, and they found out I had a podcast, and I talked about cryptocurrency, and I might know something about Bitcoin. And uh, they're very interested. you know, they're like, wait, okay, should I be buying this? And I you know, I'm like, look, like should I get this ETF? I'm like, well, I should get the ETF, but
1: five percent of them just get five percent of them in the in the pool swimming pool with us. Watch what happens to prices. Right. You know?
0: But I mean, do you agree is I mean, this the the futures ETF, it, it seems like maybe it's done more harm than good for Bitcoin and or at least a price action. Is it like I I, and I you know so much more about this space, but it, from what I understand, it's like it's it, it can also be used as a tool for just basically manipulating the market. So kind of
1: I don't I don't like it. I, I, I know what Gary did. He had enormous pressure on him and he said, well, we're not going to the cash etf because the futures is something we can oversee with the cftc and you know they do trade bitcoin in dubai and i can't see the trade so therefore it must be manipulated right. you're know, like okay but it's a gigantic liquid market and it's clearing 24 7 and yeah. it's you know because you can see the transparency of the walls that is not being manipulated no oh, by the way if the cash etf was being manipulated. It would spill over into the futures market. But let's not say that. Right. So so there's pressure on him because there's there's administrative law from back in the Reagan administration era where you can't be arbitrary and capricious with your regulation. No arbitrary and capricious regulation. So just think about mm-hmm. that for a second. What does that basically mean? That means well, I allowed for the cash, I mean, excuse me, I allowed for the futures. Bitcoin ETF, but I didn't allow for the cash, well, is there really that big of a distinction or is that regulatory decision arbitrary and capricious? And so, Davis, Boken, Wardwell, on behalf of some of their clients, filed for administrative relief. They filed a lawsuit. And so, that's coming home to roost as well.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, it's speaking of Gary Gensler, he you know he's taught all those classes on uh, at MIT about Bitcoin, so he mm-hmm. seems like he seems to understand it. When he talks about it, it does sound like you know Bitcoin's going to be left alone. If mm-hmm. I'm you know reading tea, le- tea leaves, Bitcoin's going to be left alone by him, and mm-hmm. probably like you mentioned Ethereum, and and hopefully mm-hmm. you know through these the moves that Algorand's made through decentralizing governance, and you know they keep. Algorand Inc. separate and all of that stuff. I think that they've set, set this up to also be kind of, mm-hmm. and you would think maybe Gary and Silvio are friends. I don't know. Do you know if they're friends?
1: So I would tell you that Gary's on tape saying that Algorand is so good that you could run all of Uber on it. But that was when he was a professor there. Okay. I would say that because he's now an Uber politician that wants to be the secretary of treasury, <laughs> um, that he's probably pretty distant from Silvio and other players in the cryptocurrency space now.
0: Okay, I actually yep. didn't know that that, mm-hmm. um, that he had said that. Yeah, um, you, could Al- find that so- on,
1: you could find that on the, all you got to do is Google it. You'll see it pop right up.
0: Okay, well, I'll be, I'll mm-hmm. be talking about that um, on social media soon. Um, all right, well, look, thank you so much, Anthony, for taking the time. And-
1: Cooper, it was great to be on. I hope I get you on. I hope we do a home and away. You'll come on Mooch FM.
0: Hey, I, that's another thing, everybody. got You got to check out Mooch FM. Is this a, how long have you been doing Mooch FM?
1: You're doing it for about a year. It's been a lot of fun. We interview authors, crypto people, macroeconomic people, but also just people I think are interesting, you know?
0: It's, you know, actually, I, I listened to your last episode and it was with Natalie Salamink. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. yeah, I yeah. had, I had yeah. Natalie um, from Prismatic. I had Natalie yeah. on the show here. Love her. And her. Yeah. I, She's great she's great. And I believe, and she may have, I think I might've been her first interview. So there you
1: go. Right, well, there you go. See that you beat me to it, but I like her. She's really, really smart. Cooper, yeah. you have a great one, man. All right. Thank Always you so a much. Pleasure. All right. We'll see you All soon.
0: Right. All right. See you soon.